This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Annual Pass. My name is Jack Patillo. I am your host on this podcast where we talk all about theme parks and roller coasters and attractions and shows and park food and parking and water show i I gotta keep going on and on and on and of course i'm joined by my beautiful and talented co-host mr jeff ramsey hi jeffrey hello jackery how are you i am well my voice is already going today i went to a soccer game last night and was screaming at the referees and it's a good thing that i'm not i don't have to talk for a solid hour or anything that's the the american colloquialism for what you saw we in the global community we (laughs) say football to a football game Saw Austin FC. Go, go trees. Anyway, we got a fun episode planned today, Jeff. It is, uh, it's, it's, you know, we're ending towards the the end of September right now. I'm starting to sort of drift us towards spooky things. Okay. This episode's not going to be as spooky. A little bit thrilling, but not as spooky as, you know, like maybe a scary ride. But there's certainly scary elements to this one. Jeff, today we are talking about Confrontation which is one of my favorite attractions of all time. I'm assuming that's King Kong? King Kong. So this was an attraction at Universal Studios in Orlando. And it's gone now, but uh, it's still one of the greatest dark rides ever of all time. Can I ask you a question? What's that, Jeffrey? If it's one of the greatest dark rides of all time, Uh why did they replace it? Great question. We'll get into that as we go through the episode. So, okay. uh, but yeah, it should be a fun one today. Uh, thank you again, everyone who's listening right now. You guys are the absolute greatest. We love the pass holders in the annual pass community. We announced last week, assuming it got cut into the episode, that we have a Halloween shirt available up in the store right now, themed around a, a certain mansion that might be a little uh, haunted. Is all I'm gonna say. Hearst Castle. Hearst Castle. It's actually the Windsor Estate. Is, oh, okay. is what it's themed after. It, yeah, it's the haunted mansion, Jeff. It, it's it's. I'm so happy with it. It's such a cool shirt. And hopefully, this is the beginning of a bunch of kind of like holiday themed shirts. I know we're already brainstorming for you know the holidays, maybe Christmas and uh, whatnot. You said earlier we were discussing. I'll just be. I'm gonna. Be, I'm gonna be blunt, Jeff. Jack, I'm gonna be blunt. I'm gonna give everybody a, a peer behind the curtain. They're gonna see the man behind the thing. We were gonna make a pin for Halloween. We were, and we uh, we didn't give enough lead time. No. Pins take a little longer to make. So then we said, I said, well, let's get a jump on Christmas and mm-hmm. Thanksgiving then. So that if we want to make a pin for those holidays, mm-hmm. we you know we'll make sure we don't have you know we run out of time. And you said, and I'll quote you. Uh, and Ben was here, so he can corroborate. Uh-huh. You said, I don't want to celebrate Thanksgiving. I hate that <laughs> holiday with a passion. I believe that's pretty close to what I said. Yeah. Kind of paraphrased, but yeah. I mean, is there enough? Like, what would a holiday, uh, you know, annual pass pin look or a, th- a Thanksgiving well, annual pass pin look like? I'll tell you right now. Uh-huh. The, uh, the little rainbow uh-huh. wedge that we so that, that they so talentfully turned into a spider web uh-huh. would make a great cornucopia. Ooh. Or the or maybe like the tail of a turkey. Turkey tail is a great one. Turkey tail. Yeah. But there's not really like any Thanksgiving celebrations at parks. You know, it's like <laughs> I, I don't know. That's not my a, problem. To you don't go. You don't see like Mickey's Thanksgiving cornucopia. You know, it's like doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really happen. <laughs> That's so fair. well, I just want the audience to know if a Thanksgiving pin seems conspicuously absent, it's only because of Jack's anti-Thanksgiving bias. Yeah. Let let us know in the comments over on Rooster Teeth. Like what what sort of holiday themed merchandise would you want to see around annual pass yeah and it doesn't have to be the big ones it could be arbor day whatever we just want to know and i gotta say thank you again everyone uh for sending in those photos of you wearing annual pass shirts and stuff someone sent in a photo someone bumped into another annual pass holder 
together. Did they high five? Apparently, this was before the high five thing. Ugh. They sent me a photo, like, oh yeah, like you know, representing annual pass. And they're like, by the way, that other person, we just stumbled into them. Like they weren't a buddy. And I was like, wait, what? We missed out on the first high five. Also, we have yet to get a selfie with Jack the Clown King over at Halloween Horror Nights. It's true. Again, if you grab a selfie with Jack wearing an annual pass, something, a hat or a shirt or something like that, I will figure out some way to get you some stuff. When does this episode air? This comes out on September 30th for everyone, but the day before for first members, if you're a first member of Rooster Teeth. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. Is that okay? Yeah. No, I was just curious where we were falling in the in the holiday yeah. timeline. So we, we just recorded two episodes last week. So yeah. uh, Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular came out last week. You know, we, we had Dinosaur Epic Stunt Spectacular and now... Confrontation. I enjoyed that dinosaur one. That was fun having yeah. a guest in studio. That was a cool thing. And hopefully, we find more people who live in the central Texas area that can come out to the studio. Also, right now, Jeff, we're, we're talking with Universal. I know I talk about them all the time, but uh, Gregory Hall, who is the art director on Velocicoaster, he said he would love to sit in with us and do a whole episode. That's awesome. So, we are currently uh, in conversations right now about going out there in a, in a few weeks. And actually, uh, you know, going and hanging out and talking with those guys. In negotiations with his agent. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So. Oh, dude, you know what I heard? What's that? So, you know, I uh, I like to listen to a lot of podcasts. You like to and, listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I'm really into celebrity gossip. So I was listening to my favorite celebrity gossip podcast uh-huh. just yesterday, as a matter of fact. And it was a big weekend because it was the Met Ball and the MTV Music Awards, uh-huh. and apparently the other third big event that they were kind of joking around about was uh, the Halloween Horror Launch Party in California. Really? The, the Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, I guess like Travis Barker and a bunch of other celebrities were there. Oh, that's cool. And uh, like horror-themed celebrities, some people I hadn't heard of, but like the guy that wrote Chucky and oh, okay. uh, Travis Barker and like some, some people that are like into horror, I guess, were there. And I was like, well, damn, where did Jack and I go? <laughs> Well, may- maybe next year. We'll figure out a way to, to hit everything. There was a everything. step and repeat. We what, would have had so much fun. We was, just taking photos. Was there anyone from Blink-182 there? Uh, no, there was somebody from the... Oh, I can't remember that. I, can, I can't tell if you're if you're joking or not. Uh, was there well obviously Travis Barker? There was you there, go. That was no, the, I was going to make a joke. joke about his previous band. What was the previous band he was Aquabats? in? Aquabats. Aquabats. That was it. <laughs> I can't remember if it was the Blue Meanies or the Aquabats. Okay. Yeah, we we do that next year. I mean, well, hopefully next year. By by this time next year, hopefully everything is settled down. It's a lot easier to travel, a little less scary and whatnot. Like that's the only thing we're sort of you know hesitant about right now. But you know, hopefully next year, hopefully you know things are sort of returned to some kind of normalcy, and we'll be going all over the place. Do you know who Matt Skiba is? No, it sounds like a he DJ. was he was the lead singer. Uh, or one of the lead singers in a band called Alkaline Trio. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's the one that replaced uh, Tom DeLonge in uh, Blink-22. Oh, really? Yeah. Shows huh. so so what you know. Oh. <laughs> well, if it's not Dude Ranch, I know nothing about Blink-182, so. Fair enough. All right, well, hey, uh, again, thank you, everyone, all the, all the community members. Uh, you guys are absolutely fantastic. Remember to follow us over on social media, over on Twitter and the Instagram, or annual underscore pass. If you ever want to email us, too, you can just email us at annualpass at roosterteeth.com. And we love hearing stories about like your first experiences on rides. If you worked on an attraction, if you've got cool behind the scenes knowledge or a story you want to tell, I'm always down for it. But Jeff, should we get to talking about one of my favorite dark ride attractions of all time? I assume you're talking about confrontation. Confrontation. Yeah, I'd love to hear all about it and, and hear why such a stellar standout ride they 
did away with. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Confrontation. It was an opening day attraction at Universal Studios in Orlando. As a matter of fact, they called it the crown of Universal Studios Orlando. It was an amazing, amazing ride. Nothing like that existed anywhere else. It was based on, in Universal Studios Hollywood, they have the, the Backlot Tram Tour, which mm-hmm. is like the, the big claim to fame for Universal. Which I've taken with Gus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On June 14th, 1986, they open up the King Kong Encounter at Universal Studios Hollywood. When did you say 86? 1986. June 14th, 1986. When did Universal Studios Hollywood open? In like the 60s. It opened a long time ago. Are you serious? Yeah. There, there was a backlot tour. So the backlot tour literally just put you on a tram and just take you around the back of all the studios on the lots and everything. Oh, I had no idea yeah. it was that old. They slowly kind of turned it into a theme park. But for the longest time, it was like, go visit Universal City Backlot Tram Tour. And that's all it was. It was just like, a, like go visit the tram. And they started adding like, like a, attractions The same stuff. thing as like going on a Star Tour or whatever. Kind of, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So it was through the actual proper backlot. So mm-hmm. they slowly started adding stuff. Like you've been, We'll talk about the Hollywood Backlot Tour at some point because that's a, an amazing ride. I mean, it's like an hour and a half long, too, which is great. But I'm the super nerd that you go through, like, you know, the, the Back to the Future. You see the courthouse from Back to the Future, and I freak out every single time because I love that whole bit. Because they use that lot in movies. It's a back lot. It's, it's literally a back lot. And I love anytime you're watching a TV show or a commercial, and it's like, oh, there's the clock tower. He's like, I know exactly where they shot that. I love that you're like, I'm the super nerd. It's like, no one on earth doesn't know that. <laughs> so uh, I'm a bit of a nerd. I'm for, kind of a dork. Know. Anyway, so uh, Universal Studios had the, the backlot tour, and in mm. 1986, they opened the King Kong Encounter. So this, for if you don't know, is basically you're on the tram tour, and they say, like, oh, we're going to go visit this new production, and you roll into this building, and it's made to look kind of like New York City, and then you round a corner, and there's this giant animatronic of King Kong, and he grabs, like, the cables. You're on the Brooklyn Bridge, and he grabs the cables and starts shaking the whole tram around and stuff. It's a very kind of short experience, but at the same time, it's really, really impressive. And it's like, holy crap. And that giant animatronic kind of spearheaded what eventually would become Universal Studios Hollywood. Florida, excuse me. I wanted to ask a question, but I didn't want to butt in. Uh, was this the first like ride ride they had outside of the tram tour? I or? don't think so. so I, okay, so it wasn't like totally out of left field that this thing showed up. I need to go through and sort of check my history in Universal Hollywood. I don't know it as well as Florida, but I'm pretty sure they had other stuff at that point. I don't think that was the first thing. Could have been, though. I remember when I was in fifth grade, they had the backdraft show. And so that would have been... Do my math, 2,000 minus 7. So that would have been 93. So maybe, oh, God, uh, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I really need to go check and sort of like uh. the, the creation of everything at the Hollywood Studios. My history on the California parks is weaker than the Florida parks, but hopefully through this podcast, you'll witness me learning more the, things. Yeah, the evolution of, <laughs> of Jack's uh, theme park knowledge. So th- this whole thing, this giant King Kong animatronic grabbing the cables and shaking around, it was a really visceral thing. And apparently one person who really, really loved it was Steven Spielberg. And so when they opened up the Florida park, Spielberg was actually a consultant on the park. And he was like, we got to do this King Kong thing, but let's do it bigger and better. Well, he famously makes a lot of money off those parks. So (laughs) I imagine he was invested in uh, making sure they were turning a profit. As a matter of fact, so apparently the King Kong encounter was like the idea of like building a King Kong ride. Basically, it was like the the gym that sort of blossomed the whole park in Florida. It It was the one thing that was like. If we do this, let's build things around it. And this was kind of like the anchor of the entire park, just because of how awesome this thing was going to be. It was like that tree in Avatar. Exactly. It was, it was like the world tree in Avatar. <laughs> so, Confrontation 
and Universal Studios Florida opened on June 7th, 1990. But due to the sheer number of technical stuff and like our animatronics and fire and all the different goings on inside the ride, they claimed the ride was in tech rehearsals until October, which was a way to cover themselves because they knew it was going to break a whole lot. Gotcha, yeah. So once it got to October, they finally kind of like, you know, worked out the kinks. They smoothed it out and got everything working properly. So once it officially in October, the ride was open for business. And so it's. It's really cool. The uh, so ultimately, like spoiler alert, it has been replaced. It is now gone. Revenge of the Mummy is now there. So when was it replaced? It was replaced in uh, that's the uh, May no not uh, June twenty fifth two thousand four is so when was a, Mummy it, opened. And it was two thousand two is when it closed. It opened in 90? 1990. So it was only around for twelve years. Twelve years, which doesn't seem like a lot, but I mean, this theme park's only been around for thirty years, so half a life of it basically. Hmm. Now that that brings up a question, okay. and I don't know how to answer or who could answer it for us, but we need to find. I, I want to find this person in the industry because I, I I keep running across these questions. At what point? I, I assume that there's a calculation where they determine at what point the ride is profitable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm assuming it made its money back well in advance of that 12 years, oh, yeah, and then it yeah. had a runway of profitability to to make it even make sense to to, to exist for those 12 years. I just wonder what that is. Like how quickly yeah. you're. Three hundred million dollar investment for well, that was test track. I think was three hundred yeah, million, right? Yeah. Your three, how quickly you you get a return on that investment? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Well, something like this. I mean, like the, we'll get into the sort of theoretical reasons why it shut down, but the sheer number of like there were two enormous animatronics in this thing that were very difficult to keep up and running, and probably very expensive to keep up. So and it was running. probably it, it was less of a demand or shifting audience climate, and, yeah. and more of a. Just maintenance. And also Universal, more so than Disney, in my opinion, Universal's been very good about, like, we're a living document. We're mm. going to keep changing stuff. Yeah. And, like, nothing is sacred. And when you get rid of Kong, everything's up for grabs, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate that. I was like, all right, I like seeing the next thing. It's like, you know, it's it's good to have memories. And, like, I have amazing rose-colored memories of confrontation. It's sad I won't get to ride it again. But it's like, you know what? Okay, we got Revenge of the Mummy. And as long as they don't replace it with something like, you know. That's the same mummy ride I did, right? Yes. That's a great ride. It's a great ride. Yeah, that's a really good and ride. And when you replace something like confrontation with mummy i'm okay with that but when you replace something like disaster with fast and furious supercharged i'm not okay You're with not that. Happy with that <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll get into the whole fast and furious supercharged thing at some i can't point. wait to hear it because i knew that's I, I knew that was your example before you even brought it well up. jeff you know we're, we're going to orlando pretty soon and i'll let you experience it I'll, i'm I've, i'm i feel like i've tainted your your opinion on this ride already okay but I, I want you to experience that ride, and then we'll talk about. It. We'll do an episode on Fast and Furious Supercharged. But that sounds good. I'm a big fan of the franchise. <laughs> so when you walked into the building, this is a New York Street area of Universal Studios. The building was made to look like Penn Station in New York City. So it was like a facade of Penn Station, which is a train station in New York City, a very famous one. It's like the uh, it's like Grand Central Penn. Like there's one of the bigger it's ones. One of the big two. So once you go inside. This is one of my favorite parts. The queue itself, they actually had graffiti artists come in and tag the entire queue. That's cool. So the queue was made to look like 1986 or like 1980s New York City. So it was like very grimy, very dirty. And so you were in this sort of subway station area. Like very Turk 182? Yeah. Or is that too old of a reference? (laughs) Like very... uh, Kind of like breaking, you know, okay. sort of New York right, style, yeah. like very, you know, those metal subway cars with lots and lots of tags on it and stuff. And so they had graffiti artists come in and tag everything, which also apparently led to a lot of people tagging it themselves. And it was kind of like, eh, don't, I was, was going to go there with it. Yeah, there was a smell in in the. <laughs> Can you buy it in a candle? I don't know. That's the thing. Like. <laughs> I've smell memory like like I always talked about, you know, the E.T. ride, and like the smell of the forest, which to me, it doesn't it's not as potent as it once was. But 
something about smells trigger memories for me. And there was a smell. What? I think for most people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's something really intense. But there was this smell in like the subway area, the queue area of confrontation that I just don't know what it is. It's like there was like this mix because there was like propane everywhere because there's fire everywhere. So it was like that propane kind of like rotten egg smell, but mixed with something else. I, I don't know what it was, but it was something unique. If, if anyone rode confrontation and can ex- like describe that smell for me, that would be awesome because I can't put words to it. I'm not educated enough. To I know. Put words I to know it. what you mean. There is a in my neighborhood on uh, the adjacent street to where I live. Occasionally on a Sunday, somebody in that house does something. I think with laundry, but there <laughs> is a smell that comes out of that house that reminds me of something in my childhood. Yeah, that's very sweet that I can't put my finger on, but I immediately burst into tears every time <laughs> I smell it. And I will. I take walks every Sunday afternoon through that part of the neighborhood, hoping that I get to smell that smell. Aww. So I completely understand what you mean. So something about that. So if you were there, if you rode confrontation, a number one. Congratulations, you wrote an amazing ride. And B, if you can describe that smell to me, please do so. That would be great. Maybe we'll put it on a shirt or something. <laughs> the smell. Like, <laughs> yeah. We'll put like the recipe. Smell description. For, yeah, yeah, like the, the breakdown of it. Anyway, so you go through this subway kind of area. So are you going like, is it like going downstairs? Like no, you're going no, no, into no. a New York City subway? No, or? it's very flat. As a matter of okay. fact, you actually go up because the ride was a suspended cable car. That was the idea. So unlike the tram tour in Hollywood where you're on a tram, this one was you're taking a aerial tram to Roosevelt Island because okay. the plot of the ride is King Kong is loose in New York City. And as a matter of fact, there are TVs in the station showing news reports of like Kong is rampaging the city. And they use clips from the 1976 King Kong movie as like news footage. And uh, as a matter of fact, they actually had real life news anchor Roland Smith, who apparently was a big anchor from uh, uh, New York City. They had him do bits for the King Kong ride. Ben has pulled up an image of what the queue looked like. He, at- he looks like a New York news guy in the yeah. 80s. Yeah. Something about seeing those 4-3 TVs on these old <laughs> rides, I just love it so much. But yeah, you can see how much graffiti was all over yeah, the Yeah, uh, that's the awesome. That's we'll, awesome. We'll, we'll try to post some of these. Oh, look, hey, Jim Shell. Jim Shell posted some photos from Confrontation. There you go. Good seeing Jim out there. We'll get some photos, post them up on our Instagram, hopefully USA if I remember. Air. Wow. Anyway, so... You get into the loading station and you get on a tram and it's a suspended tram car because the idea is you're trying to escape New York City while King Kong's running through it. So what better way to escape New York City than on a suspended cable car, right? Yeah. Makes sense, right? And so uh, that's pretty much everything leading up to the actual ride. Jeff, would you like to take a ride with me on Confrontation? I would. You know what? That's interesting. That makes me want a movie or even a TV show that's about... The people in New York City that are being affected by King Kong, but not necessarily in interacting with King Kong in any in any uh, like uh, immediate or in your face way, mm. but all the stories of all the people that are trying to flee the city through the different means, hoping that King Kong doesn't head their way, and they're like listening to radio reports and they're like, "Oh no, he took a left on Madison Avenue," and you're like, "Ah, we should make like a movie." Where it's like sort of like that Blair Witch style where it's all handheld stuff. Uh-huh. And have that similar idea where stuff's happening around it. We can name it after like what's that what's the four-leaf uh flower that you get that's right. lucky? <laughs> right. That's a great idea. A clover. Yeah. And then it'll be like a field. We'll call it clover field. Yeah. And the idea will be like a monster, like King Kong is terrorizing New York. And it's a story about people experiencing you know, it on the ground level. That, you know that's who's, a really good idea, Jeff. You know who we should pitch this to? <laughs> who's that? John Goodman. Ooh. Hmm. Maybe for a sequel. Maybe yeah, not. Maybe not the original. Maybe not the original. But we'll definitely get it. Let's, I wonder if T.J. Miller's doing anything. Uh, that's a great question. Anyway, uh, 
I hate you. <laughs> it's a good idea. Kind of, kind of been done already. Well, there was going to be a Spawn movie like that, where it was going to be Sam and Max, right? It was, yeah. it was like the the two the detectives, detectives yeah. and like Spawn was out in the world, and there was just them reacting to it. But man, man that's funny. I completely forgot about Cloverfield. <laughs> what a gr- I'm gonna go watch that movie again. That's it's, exactly what I'm looking for. It was a pretty good movie. That was Mary, Liz- not Mary Elizabeth Winstead. It was uh, the, she was in the other one. It I was think. the woman from. It was T.J. Miller, and then the woman from Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan, that's her name. Yeah, yeah, she was like the main actress in it. It was like the guy was moving or something, and he was moving to like Japan, and then the whole thing happened. Yeah. yeah anyway, hmm. all right, pass holders, give me just one minute here because I want to tell you about our sponsor this week. It's HelloFresh. Are you still going to the grocery store? Why, when there's HelloFresh, what is HelloFresh? You may be asking, HelloFresh sends fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes right to your door. Skip the grocery store and just get right to cooking at home thanks to HelloFresh. And right now, the fall season is on. HelloFresh has seasonal recipes like pumpkin cinnamon rolls mm, and Friendsgiving sides, plus fresh, high-quality ingredients that travel from farm to your table in less than a week. And HelloFresh is a better value than the grocery store. It's 30% cheaper with pre-portioned ingredients so you're not buying more than you need. I got my box of HelloFresh last week and I made, uh, it's, I want to get this right, it's Crispy Frank's Red Hot Spiced Chicken with blue cheese sauce, scallion mashed potatoes, and carrots. And oh my gosh, Katie and I, our mouths were watering. It was so, so freaking good. I that, that, oh, The mashed potatoes were perfect. It was it was shockingly easy to make something really, really good. And I, if I can do it, I'm willing to bet you can do it too. Now, go to HelloFresh.com slash annualpass14 and use code annualpass14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's up to 14 meals, including free shipping, when you go to HelloFresh.com slash annualpass14 and use code annualpass14. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Thank you very much. HelloFresh. Please support our sponsors because when you support our sponsors, you're supporting the show. And with that, let's get back to the ride. Ben Feldman. He's Travis. He was the guy. He was Rookie of the Year, right? I think so. Anyway, we're getting off track. Jeff, would you like to travel with me to New York City in the 70s and ride Confrontation with me at Universal Studios? Yes, I would. All right, beautiful. Here we go. Ready? All right, here we go. Jeff! Yes. We're in New York. We, did, we just went through King Kong is ravaging New York City, Jeff. Let's stop and get a famous original race pizza. Uh, maybe. Maybe we'll get some pizza, but right now we got to get out of the city because King Kong's attacking. Yeah, but think about it. No lines at the pizza. <laughs> Everybody's leaving. Uh, you're thinking with your stomach, Jeff. We got to get out of here and get the safety, okay? Okay. All right. Well, okay. We waited in line in this queue, and now we're, we're on this aerial tram thing. That seems like a smart idea with you, King Kong. You said this is the 70s? Uh, I think so. So there's no Shake Shack. Okay, got no it. No Shake Shack. <laughs> yeah, then let's get out of here. All right. Well, okay, we're, we're getting on the ride now. Um, so, Jeff, where do you want to sit? There's, there's a lot of people can fit on this vehicle. Where do you want to sit? What's my configuration? Well, uh, it's, it's a big tram car, so it's like a, maybe like eight or nine rows. I forget the check. And that. we're trying not to get killed by King Kong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think probably near the back. Sounds good. We'll get near the back. All right, Jeff, so here we are. We're on it now, and so we're actually on this vehicle. Oh, we actually have a guide. We have a tour guide at the front, and they're, they're giving us a tour, and they're saying we're going to get you out of this area and look look down below us Jeff you can see it's like it's New York it's classic New York below us that's pretty cool oh, look at New York there it's it is. fancy it's fair we're moving very slowly to try to escape King Kong I'm a little nervous about that well it takes a while to 
build up momentum. Absolutely. Okay, so we've got our guide has patched us in with the news report, so we can actually hear what's going on. We can kind of track where King Kong is, and things are not looking good for us, Jeff. Oh, boy. All right, so we're rounding a corner. We can see some destruction. Then we see, like, there's lots and lots of stuff here. It's really scary. Look, oh, what? Jeff, down below us, there was, there was a water, there's a fire hydrant down below us, and it was like it was just spraying water everywhere. But Jeff, there's a subway! There's a subway car has been derailed! Oh, my God! And there's fire, and there's that this subway somehow landed on an ambulance. Oh, my God, so much fire, Jeff! Jack, it's like we're living in the movie Cloverfield. <laughs> they should make a movie about our experiences here. Let's move on, Jeff. Let's move on. Oh, my God. That's okay. This is not good. Oh, no. Look at all the sparks coming off the thing. Kong was here. He knocked over this power cable. Don't touch that. Okay. That's a live wire. G.I. Right, Joe said not let's to. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Okay, so there's a big bridge here. It's okay. Like, we'll get, we'll just move along. We'll continue. Whoa, more sparks. Jeff, it's King Kong. Look at him hanging there. He's hanging off I, the bridge. He's hanging off. I don't the, think he sees us, Jack. I think it's the Brooklyn Bridge, Jeff. Uh, oh, don't shine a light on him. Oh, the police are shining lights on him, Jeff. Maybe they're they're trying to distract him so we can escape. He's so big, Jeffrey. Why are we so close to him? That Why aren't no we sense. escaping? We need to move quicker. Guy, move us faster away from King Kong. It's like the only way out is through his intestinal tract. Oh, he's growling at us. Oh, he's he's actually kind of cute. Hey, Kong. Honey. Oh God, he's so scary. He's so big, Jeff. He's just hanging there. You I see think his he, entire body. Jackie might just be misunderstood. Ooh. Oh, there's fire behind him. We should be able to smell that breath. Oh, oh, Jeff. Uh, it smells like bananas. <laughs> Jack, okay. it smells like banana flavor. It smells like banana runs. Okay, okay. Not actual bananas. All right, Jeff, we, we've escaped. We're, we're getting away now. Okay, we he, we somehow escaped. I don't know how. It was the, the slowest trip around his face I've ever... We, we've escaped the clutches of King Kong. He's, he's busy hanging off the bridge back there, so let's just keep moving around. Maybe we were moving so slow he thought we were standing still. Possibly. That is quite possible that he he didn't recognize us there. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a T-Rex, right? Yeah, if you don't yeah. move. You can't see you? Okay, so Jeff, we can still, we're seeing most of New York City. It's really pretty, at least, you know, while think, oh God, there's a police chopper shining his light right on us. Well, he's telling us that he's like, you guys are, are A-okay. Now this is not, the, the guide is like, what are you doing? The police, we can't see anything. And the, the guide's like, hey, police chopper, stop it. Knock it off. It's so bright. Oh, he stopped it. Okay, he stopped it. Oh, Jeff! King Kong is right there! He cut us off, Jeff! What? Ah! Was King Kong? Did King Kong have a flashlight? Oh, God! He's the old coat. Jeff, he's, he's, he's right next to us. He's, he's looking at us. His mouth is open. He's gonna eat us, Jeffrey. Jack, you're gonna die. Oh, wait, why, why me? Why not you? You look better than I do, buddy. Oh, he's so big. He's looking right into the car, Jeff. He's looking at you. Ah, he's, oh, he's grabbed our car, Jeff. He's shaking us around a little bit. Ah, there's fire everywhere. Jack, uh, yeah? It was a good run, buddy. I uh, just want to say, um, you know, I'll, I'll check in on Katie every once in a while, and best of luck. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, he's lifting us up. He's picked us up. Uh, Jeff, he's dropping us. Wow, we've been dropped. Oh, okay, the card, the cable's caught just in time. Let's get out of here. Let's gun it. Let's get out of town. Uh, okay, there, there's a police chopper there shooting at him. Okay, they're distracting him. Jeff, we can escape. Okay. We can get out of here. Oh, okay, we've made it. Jack, Jeff, we, we passed him. I'll be honest. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't think you were going to make it. Oh, it's okay, Jeff. I'm alive. But hey, look, oh, there's a news report about us, Jeff. There's a news report about Kong attacking the city. Oh, look at that. It's a special report. Oh, wow. Look, there he is. He's on the, he's on the video. Oh, yeah. We were just there. We just saw him, Jeff. Hey, look, Jeff. That's actually our vehicle. That's oh, like, look at that. That's us. They got actual footage of us being attacked by King Kong and added it to the ride. Do we look appropriately Whoa. scared? Oh, there we go. That's when we got dropped. Ooh, but we, we survived. And Jeff, we've done it. We've somehow survived. Confrontation. We had our, our very own confrontation, Jeff. Whew.
Are you okay? How are that you was feeling? intense, buddy. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm happy you you live to tell the tale. We did it. We did it. Now, Jeff, now that the, the ride's over, we can go down the big ramp, and at the very end, we can get a photo with King Kong. We, there's his giant head, and he's holding his hand out, and you can go stand in it and take a photo with Is him. it the same King Kong? Well, it's a, it's not the animatronic one, but it's the same one from the ride, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, same well, size and everything? Yeah, it's to scale. It's huge. Do you have a photo of you? I do, actually. I are think you, I might have a couple, as a matter of fact. Are you going to make that the... Uh the title thumb, card for thumbnail, this uh, thumbnail yeah, system. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it to uh, I'll get it to social media for you. But yes, that's it. That is Confrontation, which is an absolutely amazing attraction. I really, really dug this ride. The animatronics in it were absolutely incredible, and uh, there's really nothing like it. So from Wikipedia, the two King Kong animatronic figures were built for this attraction and were scaled to be 39 feet tall with an arm span of 54 feet. The one used for the street sequence weighed approximately 13,000 pounds, while a lighter figure weighing approximately 8,000 pounds was used for the bridge sequence of the ride. So that first one where he's hanging off the bridge, a little bit smaller, but still looks enormous. And then the second, then the one, second one was one, on keto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, the second one was a big guy. And so the second one, he actually, his, his whole arms reach out and they like go next to the attraction and it looks like he drops you. So you can actually see his hands like supposed like holding you up. Oh, that's And crazy. then it, it drops How you. far do you fall? Like maybe a good 10, 15 feet, something like really? that. I was watching a video, uh, Theme Park History did a great video on confrontation. And uh, they talked about the guy who worked in the attraction. It actually was a former Imagineer. And for the drop sequence, they were testing how significant they wanted the drop to be. And he's like, crank it up to max. It was just a straight free fall. And apparently he fell like 15 feet and like got a double herniated disc oh. <laughs> in his back because it dropped so hard. So they toned it down from that. Where It's a little bit softer. It still feels scary. It's like, oh, my God, we've been dropped. Yeah. But um, the actual attraction, the whole thing is suspended. It's, it's like the actual track is above you. And so everything below you just looks like you're floating above it. And so it's an accordion that will actually like expand down to sort of move you up and down and That's rock you cool. back and forth. And it's really, really impressive. What else here? We got some fun facts. So the Hollywood version of the Kong attraction, uh, or the experience with Kong, was actually featured in one of my favorite movies as a kid growing up called The Wizard. Did you ever see that with Fred Savage? And, you know, yeah. In, uh, uh, yeah. It, anyway, great movie. But at one point, they make it to Universal Studios, and they're trying to escape a bad guy, and they run through, like, the back lot, and they run through the King Kong area. And I always, I always thought that was really neat. On August 15, 2002, Universal Studios Florida announced that Confrontation would be closing permanently on September 8th. The final day also included free bananas for folks riding the ride, <laughs> so they, which I appreciate. So yeah. this one, we've talked about it before, but they gave you almost a full month of notice that, like, hey, the ride's shutting down, and they made a big to-do about it. They were like, let's have a big sort of final day with Kong, and I, I like that. I, I dig that a lot, that they actually got people ahead of it, and they were like, hey, you know, get a chance to come ride it one last time. People love these rides. They should give them proper celebratory send-offs, for sure. And like I said... King Kong was the ride at Universal Studios, and they they got rid of it. They've replaced it with, with Revenge of the Mummy. And now, dang near every single attraction at Universal Studios Florida has been replaced. The only standing attractions, there's three remaining attractions that have been there since opening day. E.T. Adventure, which is great, and due to Spielberg, will probably never go away. The it's a fantastic ride. That's the, that's the only ride that's still around. The Animal Actors Stage which has kind of changed names a few times, but the Animal Actors Show over by, it's actually right across from E.T. and right near the Simpsons area. That's been there since opening day. It was actually featured in uh, America's Funniest People, hosted by Dave Coulier. Why do I know this stuff? Uh, it's still around, and it's a great show. I love watching the Animal Actors stages. And then the Horror Makeup Show, which initially was called the Gory, Gruesome, and Grotesque Horror Makeup Show. That has been around since opening day as well. And so uh, those three attractions are the only things still remaining since park opened. Everything else, the big hitters, which were Earthquake, Confrontation, 
Back to the Future, which I think actually didn't open initially with a park, but was there early. The Ghostbusters attraction, the Alfred Hitchcock experience, uh, Hanna-Barbera's motion. Uh, was it Hanna-Barbera's? I forget the full name of it. But anyway, it was, like, it was a motion simulator thing. All been replaced. That's a pretty solid lineup. Yeah, they actually, there was, you would appreciate this. Uh, there was a Murder, She Wrote show for a while. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. There, there was, so... Back in the in day. Cabot Cove, is that what it's called, right? <laughs> so with Universal Studios Florida and Universal Studios Hollywood and Disney's Hollywood Studios, there was this big push in like the early 90s to be like, this is behind the scenes how movie production works, how TV production works. So there was this emphasis on like, here's what a Foley artist does, where they'll have like Foley artists come yeah. in and like make noises and stuff. So they had a thing where it's like, you could go and make the sounds for a movie or a, a short film. And uh, they actually had a Murder, She Wrote thing. And there was like a thing where you had to go and replace like the dialogue and the audio for Murder She Wrote. That's very cute. And so anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that in the future. We'll talk about sort of classic did, stuff. Was Jessica Fletcher involved? Like, did she do lines and stuff? For no. It? Well, I mean, it was like they used an episode from Murder She Wrote, and then like you would come in like they like, like oh we lost the voice actress to do this. We need you to replace her line, and gotcha, so it'd be like a guy going gotcha. okay, oh yeah. So oh here it is. Yeah, it was a yeah. whole thing dre dressed up like a you know a stage, and they do like different sound effects, like showing you how they do like the like the growl for Kong and everything. It's it's pretty cool, and so but yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. The one in Hollywood, they did like a Back to the Future thing. Uh, the one in Disney's Hollywood Studios, they did a uh, a thing with Chevy Chase. Actually, it was like the Monster Sound Show. Anyway, that was a big thing for the sort of classic studios attractions, and so kind of gone now. People sort of know how that stuff works, and so it's not as heavily featured as much, which kind of makes me sad because I love that behind the scenes, you know how the how the sausage is made type type shows and stuff. Speaking of how the sausage is made or uh -huh. behind the scenes type stuff, so you have these, I guess, three King Kong heads, right? You've got the two in the ride and then the one that you can take a photo with. Yes. Do they save those? Do those appear anywhere in the park still? That's a great question. I don't know. They have to exist somewhere. Apparently, I found an article from the Orlando Sentinel about the closing of Confrontation, and let me read a bit. So this is an article from August 21st, 2002, uh, which is kind of fun because they haven't announced what the next ride's going to be. So this is all from Orlando Sentinel. Uh, some employees speculate the slow-moving Kong ride will be replaced by the studio's first roller coaster, one based on either the popular Scorpion King movie released earlier this year or the recent Mummy and Mummy Returns movies. First roller coaster. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. Well, this is pre-Islands of Adventure. There were no roller coasters out there. At that's the crazy. So that's pretty wild. And that's a great is, roller coaster. Is the Mummy ride a roller? It is a roller coaster ride. Yeah, technically yes. It's, yeah, it's okay. like a dark. It's like a cross dark ride roller yeah. coaster. Great ride, though. Um, let's see here. Okay, after the ride closes on September 8th, technicians will begin disassembling the confrontation equipment and store it for potential future use, said one Universal Orlando spokeswoman, Susan Lomax. The disassembly likely will take several weeks, she said, and then work on the new attraction will begin. So... I imagine there's somewhere. Like, you think some collector has just an enormous King Kong in his backyard? Dude, what probably has happened is they're in, Universal probably has a storage unit somewhere. <laughs> it's a big one. It's like the biggest one I you can get where I have mine is 10 by 15. <laughs> I'm assuming this one's way bigger than that. But I, yeah. it would be like it would be like getting to walk through that warehouse in uh, the Indiana Jones movie we don't talk about. <laughs> Well, or you could just say Raiders of the Lost Ark. Or at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, the last scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark. There you go. Well, you know, they have Epic Universe opening up in 2025, and they're supposedly they're doing a classic monsters area, like a Frankenstein, Mummy. But, I mean, you could kind of squeeze old school King Kong in there, right? Yeah, Maybe. easily. I would say so. I don't know. I think it would be great to see. 
So June 25th, 2004 is when Revenge of the Mummy replaced Conquertation. That's when Revenge of the Mummy opened up. We'll do an episode on Revenge of the Mummy. Great, great ride. You liked yeah. that one a lot, right? I did. I loved it. It was next to E.T. probably my favorite yeah. that I rode. Yeah. Well, you only rode a few rides yeah. at Universal Studios. When we get out, we're going to ride everything when we get back. So uh, let's see here. On May 6, 2015, after a 13-year absence, Universal announced that King Kong would finally be returning to the Universal Orlando Resort in the summer of 2016 with the opening of an all-new attraction at Islands of Adventure called Skull Island Reign of Kong. So he's back. The Reign of Kong ride is over at the Jurassic Park area of Islands of Adventure. Again, it's the, the tram tour at Universal Studios Hollywood. Unfortunately, in 2006... The fires at Universal Studios Hollywood. Do you remember those? So yeah. there was a big fire. Lots of stuff burned down, including the original King Kong ride. Oh. So or the the experience King Kong King Kong experience. It burned down, and so Kong was gone. They re- ended up replacing that with this virtual King Kong thing, where it was like screens around you, and it was like a motion simulator type thing. Mm-hmm. They took that, expanded upon it, and opened it at Universal Islands of Adventure in Orlando. And so now they have Reign of Kong, Skull Island Reign of Kong, which was based loosely around the King Kong movie with uh, Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston and John C. Riley back in the day. I don't know if you ever saw that Kong, one. Kong, Skull Island. Is that what it's called? I thought so, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's not, not a bad movie. Yeah. And so they base it around that Kong. And so it's almost entirely screens, though. There are, there's a vehicle you kind of drive around. It's a really cool vehicle. And the, some of the technology there is really impressive. But at the very end, there is a giant Kong animatronic, but he just kind of like looks at you and, and, and grimaces and stuff. He doesn't grab you or throw you around or anything. So did the theme park world just kind of universally forget that Jack Black, Naomi Watts, King Kong? Like they Kinda. got nothing? Kind of, yeah. I don't know. They got a video game, I guess, but yeah. But yeah, that, that one just sort of never existed. There's been a, quite a few King Kong movies if That's you really true. look it's at true, it. So. Yeah. yeah, but there's a giant King Kong animatronic there as well. You can see that the. Sheer, but it's not. It's not the same one. It's from, not the same one from uh, Confrontation. So this one, it's quite impressive. It is very large, and it still grimaces and makes faces. So and we'll stuff, go but. check it out. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's good. You like it. I like the ride. I like the you ride. Like it. Is it? But not as good as Confrontation, or no? I mean, again, rose colored glasses. I'm yeah. sure, I mean, Confrontation was actually a lot slower than I remember. We watched the ride video, and it's like Pretty slow. Yeah. it's kind of like. Two things, maybe three things happen to you on the whole thing, but it's like, oh, yeah, but it's something about the experience being there and the smells of it and everything. You were also, at that age, you were probably actually in New York City. You know what I mean? I was transported there. So immersed in it. Uh, One other thing. You mentioned, I wonder what his breath smells like. So his breath did smell like bananas. So they actually had, like, (laughs) banana scent that they put into him uh, with something Uh. called a smellitzer device, which basically it was like a turbine that would throw out banana scent when he opened his mouth towards you. That's and great. So, yeah, they actually had banana smell, and people remember that banana smell as you go past by Kong. So that's pretty great. And the, the ride itself was a really, really, really cool ride. And hopefully, you know, if you got to ride it, please, in the comments, let us know what you thought about it because I had a great time doing it. And, um, yeah, and so – but. I would love to do it again. I would. Yeah. I would love to see like a and you know a defunct uh, like well. There's a there's a YouTube channel called Defunct Land, uh-huh. and supposedly like they're doing a virtual theme park where it's like all these closed down attractions. I would love to see something like this open back up again, or, or like a reimagined version. That's yeah. that's one thing. You know, they remake movies. Why not remake attractions? Remake rides? Yeah, why not, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe somebody made it in Minecraft or something. That's true. That's true. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for Confrontation, which is uh, pretty great. So I've got an email here. Uh, Ben found an email 
from Kylie, who's frozen K on the Rooster Teeth site. Hey, Jack and Jeff and all the other awesome people at Rooster Teeth. Jack, I truly relate to your genuine excitement at theme park and amusement parks. I grew up in Orlando and went to Disney and Universal all the time. It's so nice to hear the excitement come from someone else. I figured I should share some of my favorite facts. If and when you ride Revenge of the Mummy again right before uh, Brendan Fraser's Forgotten Cup of Coffee, look up at the roof. The red light will turn on from where the ride photo is taken, and it will light up the roof enough where you can actually see the track from Kong Frontation. I will admit it's hard to see while you're on the ride. I got shown this when doing a tour while we were standing still, but it's clearly visible if you catch it. That's cool. Wow. So the track is still there. Huh. That's neat. That's twice now because on test track, uh, Lizzie mentioned that the, some of the old track is still there as yeah, well. That's, yeah. that's crazy. They don't just like get rid of it. But I guess if, if you it's don't have structurally to, sound yeah. and not in the way, I guess huh. yeah. So probably th- find a way to use it. Thank you very honestly. much, Frozen K, for that little piece of information. I know where I've got to look now when I ride Revenge of the Mummy. That's super awesome. That's cool. So thank you for that information. If you have any cool like tips and you know, trivia stuff like that, feel free to email us annualpass at roosterteeth dot com. But uh, Jeff, it is time. For the Q and A. All righty. But a Q, like line up in a Q. Q and A. Yeah. Uh, we got some questions here. This one's from Dahaka117. Is Ben really in Jack's house or is that a running gag? Either way, I love the joking that they do about it. Ben, well, not anymore. So we're actually recording in studio now. So Ben is no longer trapped in my house. He, he's free. Ben, are you, do you feel safe? Do you feel like you're, uh, you're okay now? You have your own little seat over there? The audience will never know. <laughs> <laughs> also, Jeff will never know. That's true. That is true. Uh, Mrs. Polly Pan says, please, please, please let an annual pass poncho be on the way. Smiley face. Mrs. Polly Pan, I have good news for you. A poncho is on the way. We actually have a premium poncho. It's not, I just wanted like the cheap $5 poncho. We're actually doing a very fancy, really nice poncho. We've got mock ups on the way right now. It's one that you can like fold into its own bag. Like it's it unfolds. a re- it's it's meant to be reused yeah. over and over again. It's, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's really nice, and so it's on its way. I can officially say it's on its way. You know, and that'll hopefully be in the Rooster Teeth store very soon, along with the new uh, Halloween theme shirt we got up in the store right now, and the classic you know hat and everything. And I'm working on the Halloween hat as well too. So we'll see if that's in the store. I don't know if that's will and be up yet. As discussed, there will not be a Halloween pin. So uh, we're sorry. And you know Jack's feelings about Thanksgiving. We don't need to rehash <laughs> that. People, it just gets the blood boiling. Mfurro06 says, question for both Jack and Jeff. Who out of all your Rooster Teeth colleagues do you think would have the best reactions to riding Velocicoaster? Ooh. You had a pretty good reaction, Jeff. We actually have your reactions on video, which was great. Oh, as a matter of fact, we should mention the uh, the uh, Penguin Studios video went up oh, as yeah. well. The awesome remix of you great. and I on the Velocicoaster. And also, while we're talking about it, Annual Pass has a YouTube channel. There's no content on it yet, but we're hoping to launch it very, very soon. So if you want to go subscribe right now, you can be one of the first people to sign up for it. All of our, all of the, the episodes will be up there. Any video content we shoot in parks will all be up there. It's youtube.com slash annual pass. So you can subscribe right now, and I promise once we get stuff going, that's where it's going to land. So check it out. So, Jeff, who, yes. would, who would you like to see react to Velocicoaster? You know, Alfredo's a screamer. Yeah, I was gonna say Alfredo or Kai. Yeah, oh, Kai's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. Kai, I think Kai or Alfredo. That's great. Yeah, put them in the front row, and you and I right behind him, just laughing at him. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Well, you'll be laughing. I'll be screaming too. But, yeah. <laughs> but really, anyone. I just want to ride Velocicoaster again. Any excuse. Oh my gosh, so such a good one. Clayton, not Satan, says if you could trap a friend or a coworker on a ride all day as a prank, which ride would you choose? <laughs> 
Do you sure not Satan? That's, uh, <laughs> that's it's Clayton, not Satan. Uh, <laughs> I mean, how how much do you want to punish someone? I mean, really? What's the loudest, screamiest ride uh, where you just like involuntarily yell? I mean, geez, like, oh man, you could do something like the teacups. I just put someone on the teacups all day. Do they make you yell the teacups? No, but they make you throw up. Well, I just want something to make you yell specifically. Make you yell. Like a th- ah, like a Velocicoaster made me yell. Velocicoaster's great. Hulk could be great for Hulk, that. Let's say Hulk. I would put Michael Jones on the Hulk, and I would have him <laughs> ride it for how how long? All day? Ten hours? Yeah. Eight hours? Ten hours? And see if it's possible to yell him out. Oh my gosh! Just see if it's out. if it's possible to make to, to just for Michael to get it out of the system. Yeah. See if you can see if you you'd end up with a quiet Michael <laughs> for the next hour. For those of you who don't know, Michael Jones is a coworker of ours who yells quite a bit. He's, well, from, he's yeah. from New Jersey, and he all, yells a lot. <laughs> that's, all, that's all you had to say. He's from New Jersey. <laughs> all the people that we answer with are going to be people we work with. Yeah, that was the question. Absolutely. Um, oh yeah, I said friend or coworker. Mm. So you could be a friend. Well, I would love to throw someone onto "It's a Small World" for a day and just watch their insanity go away. Yeah, just like slowly decrease over time. So that same song, rocking back and forth. You know, that'd be it'd be pretty fun. <laughs> it'd be a little torturous, I think. What's your? I would put Jack Patillo uh-huh. on the Fast and the Furious ride for twelve that's, straight hours. That's cruel. Yeah, that's cruel. Twelve hours. That's that's so and cruel. I, to see if he would come out the end of it a fan <laughs> or family. <laughs> Last question from Doom Gal. With it being spooky season, if you could create your own original IP for a house at Halloween Horror Nights, what would it be? So if you could make your own original IP, if you could create a character. For a, a like a haunted maze, what do you think that character would be? Like I would create the character, yeah, or it's yeah, yeah. I'm plucking it from an existing. Uh, IP? It says create your own original IP. What would you do? I think. Hmm. I don't know. It, it, I, th- I think doing something around a school would be pretty terrifying. Like a rundown high school with like maybe a, I don't know, like a principal or like all all the administrators have gone bad. Like maybe you're a kid, but all the, like all the the adults have gone evil. Can I, what was it? There was like a zombie movie like that where all the teachers went bad. Oh, the faculty? Oh no, it was, it was a flip of that. Oh yeah, the faculty, the teachers went bad. There was a there was a zombie movie where the kids went bad. Yeah, and that's I think that's that would be my theme. It'd be like an evil coach or something <laughs> like makes you run laps. I would do. I would do. You're a child of the '80s. You, you think you would be able to come up with some stuff? I'm just. I, I, Children of the Corn is running through my head, Ooh. and so I'm just trying to figure out how to encapsulate that. Okay. But like Children of the Corn slash Village of the Damned, right? Like like creepy little blonde kids with wide eyes. What was the movie with uh, the girl from Black Widow? Um, Scarlett Johansson. No, the Yelena. Who's Yelena in the movie? Oh, uh, Midsummer. Yeah, Midsummer. If it did something like that, like a creepy sort of cultish type, a thing? creepy cult, a creepy daylight. Yeah, yeah, dude. That. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Ugh. all right, so I can see some like Ugh. that. So, all right, well, thank you very much. And, yeah, feel free to ask us some, like, you know, spooky questions because, you know, it's, it's October. It's going to be spooky month, and we're going to try to theme as much as we can around spooky stuff for the next month or so. So let us know. I want to see Conjuring property rides. I understand that's an existing IP, and that wasn't a question. I'm just throwing that out there as a non sequitur. I'm a big fan of the Conjuring universe and the there's so many, there's of so them. many of those movies. Yeah, uh, I want to see stuff in that universe. Okay, I want to see. Okay. That's my Halloween horror night. Was that Scott Derrickson did those, or what did he do? I don't know who Scott Derrickson is. He's a horror director. He directed um, the first Doctor Strange movie. Um, oh, uh, maybe I don't. I don't know if he did that. I don't know if I don't Conjuring think so. is it's that. The other dude. Um, uh, anyway, all right. 
We've got some questions here. James Wan. Yeah, that's it. It's James Wan. Oh, James Wan. Okay, yeah. yeah. He 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 is directing Eternals. Yeah. Not not Eternals. Uh, did he do James Wan? Did Shang Shang Chi? I think. Oh God, I don't know. James Wan's working on something in Marvel right now. Uh, all I know, I only know theme parks. He did Insidious Chapter Three. He did do Insidious. He did M- Malignant, which is just now out there. Anyway, all right. Let's 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 move on. Jeff. Every week, I ask a question of the of the community. And then they say, hey, they answer the question, and then we'll randomly pick someone to win an autographed theme park map. The last question I've got from an episode was the Test Track episode was, what classic attraction would you have loved to ride? Let me ask you a question before I answer it. Which one of these maps that I've signed are you going to give this one? I don't know. I'll give the third one. Okay. (laughs) All right. So what classic attraction would you have loved to ride, which feels appropriate. Now that we're doing Confrontation, which is one that's been gone for a while, the TNT Raider, who's a, is a big fan of the show, they've responded with a bunch of good information about linear G's and all of that. Yeah, yeah. they say sideways I, G's and vertical G's. They say I would have loved to take a ride on the old mine train through Nature's Wonderland from 1960s Disneyland. Is a long response. It was a two foot six inch narrow gauge train ride through these absolutely beautiful landscapes, like past waterfalls, over bridges, around teetering desert rocks, and even through the mystical rainbow caverns. Unfortunately, it was closed and torn down to make way for the wildest ride in the wilderness, Big Thunder Mountain. However, you can still see pieces of the old ride to this day. While walking around Big Thunder Trail, you can see one of the tunnels across a large pond, as well as a boarded-up mine shaft right across from Big Thunder Mountain's exit. You can also see a stretch of track from the ride uh, when sailing around Mark Twain's riverboat or sailing ship Columbia. There's also a poster inside the tunnel along the Disneyland Railroad just before you reach Toontown Depot. What's Big Thunder Trail? It's it's, it's a walking path around Big Thunder Mountain. Oh, really? Is it yeah. supposed to be like a little nature trail you can walk I through? think so, yeah. That's very, have you done it? I haven't. I want to do That sounds really cool. Yeah. I, like, we, we started doing this, this podcast... After I, I've been to Disneyland twice in the past five years, but now I really am kind of getting into it. And I'm now really, really going to get back out to Disneyland and actually check it out. So uh, we got another one from Dirt Puppy. I'd want to go to now extinct Triceratops encounter that existed at Islands of Adventure years ago. I heard it wasn't the most reliable of attractions as it broke down often. But damn it, that's a living dinosaur right there in front of me. Hell yeah, I want to see it. So. Triceratops Encounter was a life-size scale Triceratops where they had like a veterinarian working on it and it would like blow its nose and like stomp and stuff. Is it kind of like what we did with the 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 Velociraptor? Yeah. 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 So that's sort of the spiritual successor to it. So the Triceratops was this enormous animatronic. Hmm. And uh, actually one year uh, when Halloween Horror Nights did, uh, they were on Islands of Adventure instead of studios, they actually had a maze that went through the Triceratops Encounter queue. And they had the people that were like half dinosaur, half human, and they were like freaking out at you and stuff. It's it was that's pretty funny. cool. Is that that's it right there? I take it. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah, go. So there's okay. a photo of Triceratops encounter for you. Odin's Keeper says, I have not been to many parks, but after listening to Jack talk about the great movie ride, I have actually been looking it up and checking out what I missed. Thank you, Jack, for your childlike wonder and making me feel like a kid again. Aw, thank you, Odin's Keeper. Great movie ride was a great ride. I love it. Man, Odin's Keeper. What a yeah. job. <laughs> Stanty sixteen says, there was a ride at Alton Towers called Thunder Looper. It was a simple cable pull linear launch through a loop up a hill and then backwards to the station. Super simple, but every time we went, I'd stand next to the height requirement to see if I was tall enough. After years of waiting, I was finally tall enough, and the year I was tall enough, it wasn't there anymore. It now lives in a theme park in Brazil branded as a Superman ride. 
Well, so maybe you can make your way to Brazil there, Look Stanty. at it, Jack. Don't... Oh, that looks like fun. No, that's that, too, that looks... Uh, no. That loop looks a little bit sketchy there. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. Oh, dude, I've gotten so many people emailing us about Alton Towers in, in the UK, and we, we have to make it out there, because so many people are like, you got to go check it out. I think it might be the only theme park in the UK, because everyone in all of Europe has been like, you need to go to this park. So. What if we go to Alton Towers, Okay. and it's the greatest theme park experience you've ever had, and you're like... Oh, we have no idea what we're doing in America. <laughs> There's another thing uh, the Brits and the UKs and the Europeans have up on us. That's... They're even better at theme parks. Oh, man. I mean, I would love to have that experience. I'll give it a shot. We'll All try. right. Um, my fingers are crossed for it. Big D0228 says, answer, I would have been interested to ride Confrontation if it was still around. <laughs> well, um, hopefully this episode, Big D, is uh, setting it up for you. So, Credens Justium says, the Jaws ride at Universal Studios Florida or Dueling Dragons. I had the chance in 2009 while on a band trip, but my friends refused to pretty much ride anything that entire weekend, and I wasn't allowed to wander the park alone. We had to go in groups. Friends. Yeah, and I have a lot of regrets now that they're gone. They both look so fun, and I love the story of the Jaws ride. Were your, are your friends gone or are the rides gone? They're both gone, <laughs> they're Jack. Both He's, gone. They're both gone. That is sad. Those are both great rides. I got I to write both of those. Uh, Shannon413 says, The original Journey into Imagination when it featured the Dreamfinder. I have vague memories of the second version of the ride, and I'm not a fan at all of the current version. People have been asking about the original back for a while, and I'm holding out hope that they'll do it. Journey into Imagination was a classic Epcot ride. Um, actually, remember where you said you took photos of the water jumping around and you yeah, put your yeah. face in front of it? That was right in front of the Journey into Imagination. That okay. was literally that pavilion. And the original ride was the slow-moving ride, but had this really beautiful song. It's like Imagination, and there's like a little purple dinosaur named Figments, or a dragon named Figments, and then the Dreamfinders, this kind of like sort of this cherubish kind of guy with a big beard. The whole ride was really, really well done. It's really cool technology behind it. They had this floating, uh, like a not a dirigible, I guess kind of a dirigible, like a like this this crazy blimp type thing. Wild ride. It I, sounds familiar. I vaguely remember it, but they replaced it with Journey to Imagination with Figments, which got rid of Dreamfinder entirely. Now it's got Eric Idle from Monty Python, and it's just Figments because they thought like, oh, everyone loves Figment. It's like, well. They liked him in bits, not the not, not just him. Yeah, he wasn't the main. And so they kind of ruined the ride, in my opinion. Uh, completely r- r- removed the original stuff. One of the Dreamfinder blimps actually ended up at Mouse Gear, which is a, a shop at Epcot. Mouse Gear has now been torn down because they're rebuilding the whole thing. So who knows where that ship's going to be? Mm. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, there you go. Last but not least, we have our winner that I randomly selected this week. Nom Nom Nico says, I would have loved to ride Iron Wolf in its prime at Six Flags Great America in Illinois. When it opened, it held world records as a stand-up coaster for height, 100 feet, and speed, 55 miles an hour. By the time I was tall enough to ride, it was taken down, refurbished, and moved to Six Flags Great America in Georgia as Apocalypse. Fun fact, Iron Wolf was the coaster that appeared in Richie Rich's backyard. Oh, that's cool. That's the, the Macaulay Culkin movie. Also, I'm shocked Jeff didn't pick the Tooth Fairy as the scariest Halloween Horror Nights theme, given his recent dental disasters. <laughs> that makes sense. You, you went with puppets. You could have gone Tooth Fairy, Jeff. Airwolf. That's what I was thinking of. Ah. With Jan Michael Vincent, the TV show. Ah, Airwolf. Not, not Iron Wolf. Uh, yeah, I'm in uh, dental denial. I don't want <laughs> to think about it. So thank you very much. Congratulations to Nom Nom Nico. I'll be reaching out to you via email pretty soon. Now, your question to answer in the comments this week is, what is your favorite dark ride? So Confrontation was a dark ride. 
And, you know, and in like any dark ride, you're, 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 you know, everything from your Mr. Toad's Wild Ride right. to Forbidden, you know, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, right. whatever you'd like. What is your favorite dark ride? Let us know in the comments. I will randomly pick someone to get an autographed theme park map at some point. Jeff, do you have any dark rides you can think off the top of your head? Oh, sure. Uh, all the ones you just mentioned were great. Uh-huh. Uh, and those are my favorites. And those are the ones I would pick. So uh, it's weird that you... Uh, I, w- you I would think you would you go with E.T. because you e. was up E.T. There. E- E.T. was up there as well. Uh, that's the one you didn't mention, but you just did. So thanks thanks for that. <laughs> I think where uh, the thing where I was getting hung up is uh, Iron Wolf in my head is a combination of Iron Eagle uh-huh. with the movie with Lou Gossett Jr., which mm-hmm. is about a plane. And, uh, and then Airwolf, which is about a tactical helicopter. Uh, J. Michael Vincent. So, radically different. Yeah, Iron radically. Wolf. I would like to ride the Iron Wolf ride uh, just to see if it is a perfect combination of those two properties from the 80s. Uh, E.T. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I have to go a great movie ride just because that's near and dear to my heart. Sure. I love that ride so much. So, And oh, one thing I didn't mention about uh, the Confrontation ride that I was just now thinking of, they had a host, which you don't see on rides anymore. So, like, really, Jungle Cruise is, like, the only ride I can think of off the top of my head that you have a tour guide that actually takes you through the ride and adds that extra layer mm-hmm. of interaction and sort of, you know, involvement with it. Great movie ride did that, you know, like, where I, I, was, a, I was a tour guide through it as well. But confrontation, they actually had someone there interacting with you and seeing the reaction of the cast member who's like panicking or screaming or yelling and getting you involved. That's such a cool thing. It really helps with the immersion. Yeah, you don't don't see that anymore. And so um, we also didn't talk about like why it shut down, but supposedly just the sheer amount of money it costs to to run that thing with all the animatronics and fire and technical stuff. It just got expensive. And they were like, all right, it's getting a little old in the tooth, a little long in the tooth. So might as well replace it anyway. So there you go. But. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Annual Pass. It's been a good one. That was a lot of fun, Jeff. I had a good time, buddy. Absolutely. So thank you very much, everyone listening right now. Please share this with your friends. We were trying to get as many people listening to Annual Pass as humanly possible. And the best way to spread the, you know, the, the people around is to tell your friends, tell your buddies. Like If you know anyone who might like theme park stuff, let them know. And go like, hey, Annual Pass, check it out. It's a fun little positive podcast. Yeah, Rooster Teeth as a company, uh, the day job that we uh, we work at to do this podcast, it exists basically because of word of mouth. Yeah, And absolutely. so uh, if you could keep that rich tradition alive, then we'll get to continue to make this show. Absolutely. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening right now. Thank you, everyone who tweets about the show, who gets in the comments and leaves feedback. Like that, that's, it's always great. Every time I pop open the comments, I see well over 100 comments on every single episode. That is absolutely fantastic. And that shows people that we're, we're, we've got something going here, and I'm very, very happy with it. So also make sure, uh, grab the new shirt we have in the store. We have the Halloween-themed shirt, which I love. I'm working to see if maybe we can get a Halloween-themed hat as well. Maybe we can take that logo, that awesome spider logo that hopefully you'll get to see someday and get that in the store as well. Uh, Grab a shirt, grab a hat, hopefully get a poncho soon. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it today. Jeff, do you feel like you learned something today? I felt like I learned tons, Jack. Oh, that's that's don't make me repeat it all. It's too much. (laughs) All right. That's going to do it. Thank you. Every single person out there listening. You guys are the best. The pass holders are awesome. We will see you next time for more annual pass. Until then, have a great day. Bye.